0: Amen, let us pray. Redeemer, our healer. God, let us hear you speak this morning in whatever ways we need the reminder of your presence, of your goodness and might we leave this place today trusting just a little bit more that you're at work in our lives. Amen. 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 Good morning, CERT family. Good morning. It's so good to be with you all in worship today. So this summer, I know many of us have been on vacation here and there, but if you have been in this church building with us, um, you have been following the journey um, of some of the earliest biblical families through the books of Genesis and Exodus. And a few weeks ago, you might remember that Pastor Lisa spoke about, um, her sermon was called The Family feud. So this sibling tension between Jacob and his brother Esau. So let's play a little fill-in-the-blank um, as Lisa did a few weeks ago. Um, so younger brother Jacob stole Esau's birthright. birthright and blessing. Yes, we didn't we didn't specifically go over the blessing, but he stole two of these things. Oh I'm having mic problems today, but it's okay. Um, And it's after this that Jacob finds out, after stealing um, the blessing, he finds out that Esau is trying to plan his death death murder, yes. (laughs) Um, And it's in, in light of this news that Jacob's mother says, Jacob, you need to go away. You need to run for your life. And that's the background of where we are in this story today. Um, So we're at Genesis 28, which will be read by one of our congregation members this morning, uh, Layla Nambo. You can come right up.
1: A reading from Genesis 28, 10 through 19. Jacob left Beersheba and went towards Haran. He came to a certain place and stayed there for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place, and he dreamed that there was a stairway set up on the earth, the top of it reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were, were descending and ascending and descending on it, and the Lord stood beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie I will give to you and to your offspring, and your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth. And you shall spread abroad, to the west and to the east, and to the north and to the south. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed in you and in your offspring. Know that I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob woke up from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. So Jacob rose early in the morning and he took the stone that he had placed his head on and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called this place Bethel. But the name of the city was Luz at first. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: Thanks be to God. So Jacob's on this journey and he comes to this, quote, certain place. He's not where he used to be, but he's not yet where he wants to be. He no longer has his old family, but he's not yet found his new family and new community. In this way, he's in the in-between of his life. Night falls and he needs to find a place to rest, but after all of this running, the only thing he can find for a pillow for his head is a rock. (laughs) Perhaps this is literally his rock bottom. And it's here in the midst of Jacob's messy journey that he has a dream. The clouds part and the heavens break in. God appears, speaks blessing, and reassures Jacob that God's presence is with him. It's after this dream, and this is the verse that I invite us all to focus on this morning. Where Jacob says, surely the Lord is in this place. Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. Can you say that aloud with me? Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. Can you turn to your neighbor and say that to them? Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. I'm going to ask for the Lord's mercy for this mic as well. <laughs> Surely the Lord be in this place. Okay. Um, not was in this place. Not will be in this place. Surely the Lord is presently presently in this place, though he did not perceive it." When I was in college, I uh, went on a 10-day backpacking trip in the mountains and valleys of California. It was for a student leadership training. This was a famous trip, and it was known um, for specifically this this 48-hour block, this two-day block um, of solitude. Where all they would give us is a granola bar and a tarp to make our own tent, um, and we, though we were traveling in a group of twelve people, they would pick isolated places for us to spend our two days. Um, so it was it was for the purposes that we might be in prayer, undistracted, and seek the Lord. #Hashtag Christian College Life <laughs> And so it was in the second morning when I was there, um, I was reading scripture and praying. And the season that I was in in my life, um, I was really praying and asking God to appear to me like in the story of Jacob. I wanted God to show up, to part the clouds, and prove to me basically that this religion and faith thing was not just a psychological crutch, It was not just in my head i wanted it to be real and i was holding the scripture saying i see this here that you appeared in this way so why won't you do it for me and i'll never forget this moment at 10 a.m when i was reading that i hear this voice kiana and in my mind i'm thinking God, God is finally speaking to me in this moment, like I've been praying, like God revealed God's self to Jacob. But instead of the heavens opening, my group leader came out from behind a tree. And he said, Kiana, it's me, Woody. Um, and you know you know, it really was Christian College because his name was Woody on this backpacking trip. Um, it, it turns out that uh, we had to leave early because of the California forest fires. Um, I, when I saw him, I was both believed and saddened at the same time. And as silly as this story is, I think it names something within me my desire for God to show up in a particular way. We read about these extravagant, miraculous stories. And I often want God to part the sky, open the heavens, and write in cloud leathers just what I want and need to hear. And God can show up in miraculous ways. When the sickness is healed, When the conversation goes well when we get the job surely the lord is in this place and that's easy to say and other times many times at least in the past few years i think it has been easy at least for me to say instead of surely the lord is in this place Asking more of a question, is the Lord in this place? It doesn't take a lot to ask this question, considering what we, as a human community, have gone through in the past few years. The global pandemic, increase in gun violence, racialized violence, and that's not even taking into account the ways that our individual, personal lives have shifted and changed In the last few years in the middle of the pandemic one of the classes i took at divinity school was on mass incarceration in the u.s i left that class one day and my question was is the lord in this place after we hear another story of abuse in the church is the Lord in this place? When your life right now is not as you want it, when you feel as though something, even if a little piece, is missing, is the Lord in this place? Is God working in my life? And I don't know why sometimes We can feel the tangible presence of God. I've had moments like that in this space, singing, where you can just sense that the atmosphere is changing. But then other times where I can't sense it at all. And this story in this sermon is is not to make a case or argue how or why or why not God works in the world. But... This is a story about God being very present in a place where there was no evidence that God was there. When Jacob arrived, he did not know that God was there. He did not sense that he was on the brink of a blessing. And as I've been thinking about this story, I'm seeing that maybe... Jacob didn't know the Lord was in that place because he didn't realize while, yes, God works through dreams and visions, God's presence can also be found in ordinary things, ordinary places with ordinary people. And for me, too, most of my life uh, doesn't look like every day I wake up and... Stairwell to heaven. (laughs) But it looks more like God taking the ordinary things in my life and making them sacred. And while this story does center a dream and a very clear revelation from God, I think this story also affirms the holiness of God's gentle, sometimes unnoticeable movement. In ordinary time. So would you look a little bit closer in the story with me? First, ordinary things like the rock used for a pillow. This ordinary thing at the end of the story becomes an Ebenezer, a testimony of God's faithfulness. Ordinary things become anointed things. The ordinary rock becomes an anointed rock that reminds Jacob that God is there. He anoints it and says, this is how I will mark this place and time. Nothing special, though, has happened to the rock. It's still just a rock. But Jacob recognizes that this ordinary thing can be a marker of God's good presence. On the days that I wonder if I'm on the right path for my life, sometimes there's no rock, there's not a physical altar, but sometimes it's the homemade meal from a friend. It's the text that comes at just the right time. It's the hug or the stop and pause and how are you that someone asks that you didn't know you needed. Our ordinary things around us, every day, might be sacred things. Second, not ordinary things only, but ordinary places can be holy ground. The place that Jacob lands for the night, the text calls it, quote, as I said earlier, a certain place. Basically, it's a nameless place. No one has been there. Nothing special or noteworthy has happened. But this nameless place becomes named Bethel, house of God. Jacob recognizes this and names the place. On the days that I wonder where I'm supposed to be, if I'm in the right place, I'm learning to recognize that sometimes the gate of heaven doesn't look like a glowy gate. Sometimes the gate of heaven looks more like the room downstairs that was filled with our seasoned CERT members last Sunday as they gathered for a coffee hour. Ordinary places can be holy ground. And lastly, what I see in the story, ordinary, messy people become blessed people. Listen, y'all, if Jacob were here in this church building, we would cancel him. If he were in modern times, we would be like, sir, you're problematic. You got to go. Jacob's lied, he's stolen things, he's made mistakes, he's a messy person from a messy family. He hasn't always done things right. And yet, God chooses him. And just as God took his ordinary life and made it blessed, God can do the same for us too. On days, I wonder if God is with me. The voice from heaven that I hear sounds less like this angelic Kiana and more like the loving and ordinary voices of my loving community, my loving partner. (laughs) For you, it might be your chosen family, your best friend, or maybe that stranger or neighbor who's becoming a friend. Our ordinary lives are turned into blessed lives if we stop and pause long enough to notice. And this is not trying to be a everything happens for a reason, really your life can be glowy if you look at it the right way. Um, It's not look at the bright side of things but it is an invitation to slow down and pause enough to notice, are there ways the sacred is breaking into my ordinary life? Whenever we sense movements of justice in the world, whenever the poor are raised up and those who think they are above are brought low, whenever we decenter, or whenever the decentered become centered, whenever the oppressed are set free, whenever we step away from things that are preventing our flourishing and step into more fully who God has called us to be, whenever there's love, wherever there's justice, wherever human dignity is affirmed, it just might be God at work though we might not know it and it's my prayer this morning that surely the lord would be in this place and in these places of our lives bringing us blessing and breakthrough even though we might not even know it even though we might not feel it And especially if we think we don't deserve it. And I have a witness. (laughs) Uh, Reverend Lisa will be coming up to walk us through a prayer practice now. um, So that we too might reflect on the ways God might be breaking into our lives. Amen. Amen. Amen.